Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hello and welcome to the podcast. If you are brand new, thank you so much for coming and joining and being part of my community. If you are someone who has been listening for a while and you're returning, I am so happy to have you here and continuing to show up and get this information every single week. It means so much to me. I have a couple of things to let you know today. One, Unstuffed, the group coaching program is opening soon. Not yet, but very soon. So if you have been waiting patiently or impatiently, it is coming your way. So you want to make sure that you are on the email list and watching out for that and following me on social media so that you get to be one of the first to be informed and sign up for that. The other thing is if you have been struggling for a while and trying to figure out if you are someone who needs a certain kind of diet, or if something is just wrong with your brain or something like that, and you don't really know what the missing piece is, I have a tool for you where you get to learn your diet personality type because you don't need more information. You just need the right information to help you get to the bottom of what your struggles are so that you have the solutions on hand based on the information that you know about yourself. All right, let's chat about your relationship with yourself. And this is hugely important. More accurately, your expectations of your relationship in your relationship with you. When it comes to the relationship you have with yourself, sometimes you might feel like you aren't quite in alignment. Something feels off and you just can't really put your finger on it. And we want to examine and explore that today. So to do that, I want to use the relationship you have with others as an example. You may want to take a minute to just kind of think about the people you have in your life and how those relationships started versus how they're going now. And if they're very important to you, what steps kind of happened in between? And if there's a relationship that didn't work out well, I want you to think about that as well. And what went wrong? When you think about the relationship or relationships you have with other people, you likely have expectations of them and they of you. And sometimes that works out really well. And other times it doesn't work out so well because the expectations are not communicated. They're not clearly defined, meaning that you have these expectations in your subconscious, but perhaps you haven't even recognized or acknowledged that they are your expectations or those expectations are unrealistic. That doesn't mean that they can't become realistic. It just means that for the stage of the relationship that you're in at the time, it isn't a realistic expectation yet. Gosh, that's kind of a mouthful. You might expect a child to act more emotionally mature, for example, than they are because you're in a stressed out state. Or you could be expecting a partner to change their schedule in order to accommodate more time with you when they aren't able or willing to do that because it would be too difficult or too costly for their own well-being or finances or something like that. Perhaps your socialization informs your expectations that your relationship with parents, a partner, friends, or children would be a certain kind of way, but those people don't have the same beliefs or tools to give you what you need 
So you are left feeling kind of disappointed and maybe even drained by the relationship. Other times your expectations are met. The relationship thrives. You may even take for granted how easy things feel because the expectations and delivery match so well. When it comes to the relationship you have with yourself, it's much the same. You have an expectation that you'll measure up to some level of happiness and success through your actions. And then when you don't do the actions that create the result you want, then you might get frustrated, quit, feel like it's too hard, or find yourself self-loathing and feeling really guilty about not having enough discipline or willpower. So I want you to grab a pen and paper if you can, because we are going to go through a metric shit ton of questions to help you figure out how to be in a relationship with yourself that helps you be successful at reaching your goals. We're going to figure out what your roadblocks are, what your expectations are, and I'm just going to give you some really clear ways to make a plan. When we're talking about expectations, we want to do it in a way that's very clear, is communicated, and is realistic. What are your expectations for yourself? When you think about losing weight, what are the expectations that you have for yourself in order to achieve this? In other words, what do you believe you have to do in order to succeed? Do you expect yourself to exercise every day? Do you expect yourself to go for walks, meditate and take vitamins, count calories, drink green juice, eat only certain foods and banish others, drink your water, get some sleep, or is there something else? And if you have those expectations, are they clear, communicated, and realistic? Or are they just taking up a bunch of space in the back of your mind, causing you stress and confusion? Have you told yourself exactly what you'll do to get the thing that you want to get? Have you written out a plan for how you will show up and do those things? So I'll just start drinking green juice is not a plan, but... I have to drink green juice every single day in order to be successful. Well, that's a belief. It's a thought, but still not a plan. I'll drink green juice every day for breakfast is a plan, right? So we want to make sure you have communicated really clearly what your expectations of yourself are based on what you believe you think is required of you. Have you taken the time to look at your schedule, your emotional bandwidth, and your obligations in life to see if those things are realistic? Have you looked at your ability to execute those skills? Do you even have the skill set? Some people think that perhaps in order to lose weight, they need to eat every meal at home. It needs to be home cooked, and it needs to have a certain balance of nutrients and ingredients, and they don't even know how to cook. So we want to make sure that when you're looking at your expectations, they're in alignment with, do I have those skills? Is this going to work for me? We just want to get clear here on what you believe it'll take for you to succeed. And if you're telling yourself the whole truth about what those things are, I'm not suggesting the above behaviors are the correct path. In fact, I don't believe any of them are the correct path, but they're just examples of what I've heard clients say, or people in the community say, people on Instagram say, you'd be surprised what people will tell a fitness coach. The second part of this is thinking about whether or not the effort and behavior that you have to do is a match for what you desire for your life. This is broken down in two ways. One, do you know that the things that you think you're going to have to do are actually true? And two, 
Are those things something that you can see your future self doing consistently and forever? Or are you making change in your life based on an urgent desire to achieve the end result with no thought to the fact that what builds it is what's going to keep it? So go back to the first part of this. Do you know the things that you think you're going to have to do are actually true? You might think that in order to lose weight, I need to cut out all my carbohydrates, drink a gallon of water a day, exercise an hour a day, and eat 10 cups of fruits and vegetables a day. But is that actually true? Is that really what you'll have to do to lose some weight? How do you know? And who told you? Write this list. Whoever told you, how do they know? When you think about all the things that you list out as necessary for weight loss, how does your body feel? Just make a mental note and scan your body. How does your body feel when you think the thought, I need to do X, Y, and Z? Is there another option? Could there be other ways to accomplish the same thing? This is the time to get really curious about what you're thinking. Make sure that what you think is true or at least seems reasonably close to the truth. Because if you feel sick just thinking about what you'd need to do, what you'd need to change in order to succeed, you're either not on the right path or you're not on the right path yet. So keep questioning. For the second part of this, if those things are reasonably true, can you see future you doing these things and for how long? Would you do them for a year to get what you wanted? Five years? Would you do them for life? Because that is a golden question. I know, and hopefully you know by now, that there is more than one path to reach a goal. You have options, and you could look at that and decide what you want from a behavioral standpoint and make sure that matches what you want for your goal. If you think that eventually you'll be willing to do the things that you would need to do in order to be successful for life, but right now, it all feels really overwhelming, then this is a good opportunity for you to think about how you can be in a relationship with yourself by building the skills and the trust over time. A lifelong relationship is going to go up and down in intensity and effort, but it doesn't end. You might not know how to do it all today, and it may seem really scary to think about all these things when it comes to a lifelong commitment. Like never overeating again, never stress eating, or emotionally eating ever again, or being someone who loves to exercise when right now you dread the feeling of being sore? But can you see yourself taking some small steps to figure out how to be that kind of person today? You don't have to be the version of you that you want to be overnight. What I want you to do is think about the version of you that you want to be and ask yourself, what does her day one look like? And then her day two and her day three and so on, so that you can start to break it down into steps that work with the skill set that you already have so that it's manageable so you can actually get there. The way you show up and the skills that you use and the strategy that you have to reach your goal may start one way and end up completely different over time, and that's okay. You just have to get to a place where you're willing to just get started where you are today. You may think that you have to do a certain number of things and you start building up the skills and behaviors and habits to do those things. And over time, you find that some of them aren't necessary and you don't take them any further. Or you find that 
you got some new information about something that you're doing and you find that maybe that doesn't suit you so well, but it still is close enough that you could maybe pivot, change your mind, do something similar, but not quite the same. Go back to thinking about the other relationships in your life. It's unlikely that you'd feel amazing about being proposed to on a first date, but over time, you might start to feel more willing to spend more time nurturing that relationship, trading some of your old behaviors like scrolling dating apps for cuddling on the couch. You may start to think more about yourself and your decisions in the context of the relationship instead of as a single person. When you make decisions, you pause more and you weigh the pros and cons of what that will mean for the relationship. Over time, things change. When you're in a conscious relationship with yourself and you're in integrity with that relationship, you'll start to notice how your decisions impact how you feel long-term instead of just in the moment. You start to pause more and check in with yourself. You care more about the long-term impact than the quick fix that gives you some emotional relief. Now let's chat about some deal breakers because every relationship has them. What is that list for you? When you look at what you think you need to do to lose weight, what are some of the things that you are just not willing to do? In the moment of diet desperation, that list is pretty short probably. I've read some wild things out there like people eating tapeworms or having to have their jaw wired shut or not even having to, but being willing to have their jaw wired shut. It is just bonkers out there, folks. But if you take a breath and allow yourself to dream up the life you really, really want to have, what is a non-starter for you? If cutting carbs is on your must-do plan, are you willing to give up your traditional dishes when you visit your parents? Are you okay with scraping cheese and pepperoni off the pizza, leaving the crust behind when you go out with friends? Are you willing to say no to every social drinking event, holiday cookies, and raspas on the beach? Are you on board with never picking a peach from the tree and enjoying it in its summer perfection right then and there? If daily exercise is on your list, what does that mean? Will you wake up early to lift weights on vacation? Will you book your hotels based on gym access rather than the activities that you and your family want to experience? Will you go out walking, rain, snow, hail, sleet, or shine, no matter what? I really want you to think here because so many of us start with this perfectionistic mindset and when we screw up, we quit because it feels too hard. We don't develop the skill to be in a relationship with ourselves where things need to pivot and change and grow and adjust, but not end. So once you have your plan deal breakers, then I want you to list some accountability deal breakers. Rather than your plan not including some of the things that you're absolutely unwilling to do, this is more about here are some of my crappy habits that I'm trying to override. I'm trying to get a new identity. And so I'm going to put these things on my list of things that I'm just no longer willing to do. And if I do, then there's some consequences. So if you're working on becoming someone who doesn't eat mindlessly, then one deal breaker for you might be that you just don't eat while you watch television or scroll your phone, period. If you're someone that wants to become a person that exercises as a habit, then your deal breaker might be that you won't miss more than two days in a row unless you have an illness or there's some extenuating circumstance and you're not calling, I don't feel like it, an extenuating circumstance. 
these deal breakers should be pretty rigid in order to change your identity into someone who does these kinds of things without a lot of mental resistance, but they don't have to be perfect. But like I said before, they need to come with some consequences and not all consequences are terrible punishments. These are consequences that are good for you. No doubling down on exercise to make up for mixed, missed sessions or skipping meals to make up for extra eating. That is a recipe for quitting. These consequences need to be useful in order to support the behavior that you're trying to establish. If you start eating mindlessly, for example, your consequence could be that you will take five minutes to journal on what you were feeling, what you were avoiding, or what you were telling yourself that allowed the behavior, and you'll remind yourself each morning that you're not a mindless eater, even when you feel uncomfortable, stressed, or tired. You will be surprised at how effective it is to go from a mindless behavior to a very intentional consequence and it just reminds your brain, this is really important to me. Don't go mindless. I need you to stay focused. You won't want to do the journaling, but when you decide to do it anyway, you build the trust with yourself that you're willing to do whatever it takes to make a change and you're going to keep showing up. Just like when trust is violated in your relationships, there is a repair that is required and new guidelines established to ensure that things keep moving in a direction that feels like love you are no different. So what if you have a plan and you keep not following it and or you find yourself in a deal breaker mode over and over again? What do we do then? Well, this is where we need to reassess. Sometimes the relationship you have with yourself needs to be dissolved and a new one established. Someone that identifies as a perfectionist might have a stern and critical relationship with herself. She might create big lofty expectations, push really hard, and then burn out and hide from herself until she gears up and gets the energy again to start over. That relationship lacks compassion and curiosity. It's all or nothing, which always leaves her with nothing. Someone that has a hard time with follow-through, for example, might have a permissive and anxious relationship with herself. She might break the rules she sets before she even gets started. The thought of doing things outside of her comfort zone brings her inner rebel to the surface and she blows it all up on day one. This relationship also lacks compassion, but also resilience. It's self-sabotage at its finest because the idea of keeping the success seems impossible. If this speaks to you, it will be less about the plan you decide on and more about building up the skill set to have a healthy and committed relationship with yourself that desires not only the end result, but the steps it takes to achieve these results. That doesn't mean you stop practicing new behaviors. It just means that your energy needs to be focused less on checking boxes and more about why it's important to you to keep making the effort and teaching yourself that you're willing to keep trying, keep pivoting, and not walking away, not shutting it down. Regardless of where you are in your relationship with yourself today, you need to assess. Look at your weaknesses. What are your patterns? What is going well? Here is a million dollar question. Pay attention, okay? <laughs> Do you actually want to change these weaknesses? Resist the urge to roll your eyes here and take offense. I know that you may be thinking, of course I do, Steph, what an asshole question. But I want you to just take a moment and ask yourself, do you really wanna change these things? You might not. There are plenty of reasons why people don't wanna change the behaviors that stand in their way of reaching their goals. 
If the answer is no, is it an emotional barrier? Do you think you're going to have to feel or experience something or stop feeling or experiencing something you enjoy? Is it a limiting belief? Do you think you don't have it in you that you'll never get there, that the effort is too much, that cost is too high for a result you'll never get? Is there a lack of skills required? Is this just a practical thing? You're trying to do too much at once and it isn't in congruence with where you are today. Is it going to cost you something that you really love? Something that's important to you? The answer will reveal a lot to you, but the most important thing you'll get is the next best step. Change the plan, scale the plan, accept the results of not doing the thing, or work on the barrier. No right or wrong here. No judgment. Do you want to look at another way to accomplish the same thing? Do you need some pre-skills before you have that skill? What do you want to do with the information you've just learned about yourself? Don't ignore it. Make sure you use it. It's so helpful. And this teaches you not to quit. This is how we build trust. How often and in what ways will you check in with yourself? Are you going to keep a notebook? Reminders on your phone? Are you going to do a daily check-in at a certain time? What do you think you need? How will you make sure that the relationship you have with you is thriving and that you take yourself off autopilot every now and then just to make sure? Like all relationships, this one needs intentional effort and quality time. Checking in. Adjusting things before they feel beyond repair. This is where you have to take radical responsibility for your actions, even if they're learned behaviors, coping strategies, and the bullshit you picked up along the way from every diet book on the shelf. The only way to be in right relationship with yourself is to tell yourself the whole truth and do your part. Many of these things may not be your fault, but the only person that can change them, take control and make a difference is you. This helps so that you don't get too far off your track, off your path, and it sets you up for maintenance long-term. You learn to be someone that not only doesn't quit, but someone who lives in the new lifestyle they're trying to create, even when there are obstacles and bumps along the way, because you know you don't have to be perfect to keep going. You know that you have developed the skill to repair the parts that you've struggled with. The healthy relationship version of you wants you to do things in an enjoyable, sustainable, and healthy way. The drive comes equally from the innate feeling of worthiness to care for herself as it does for the end result and what that offers because she knows at the end, the result is just a representation of how well she cares for herself day in and day out because the relationship is of value. This is not the time to beat up on yourself. This is not the time to tell yourself that you've neglected the relationship and start feeling bad. This is the time to use whatever you learned in this podcast as inspiration to take care of yourself because you have the information that you need now. So don't forget to write down the questions and don't just write them down. Make sure you answer them. And I would love to hear what you take away. If you are having a hard time figuring out what to do, how to do it, or you need support, then you've got to check out Unstuffed. This is a coaching program that gives you all the answers step-by-step, -step, providing you with a community that will support you along the way. It is amazing. Doors open soon and only for a limited time. So like I said before, get on that email list if you want to jump in with us. In the meantime, don't forget to take the quiz to find out your diet personality type. Those links are in the show notes. So jump on that. We are going to send you great information that's going to help you 
pin down what you need to do to get started so that you can feel successful executing the right habits for you for the way that your brain works. It's free and super useful. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. And let me know what action are you committed to taking? What did you learn from writing down these questions? And then just tag me. All my information is in the show notes. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, it is for future episodes, or you want to learn about how we can work together one-on-one, or you have questions about unstuffed, drop it in my inbox. It's always open for you. Bye.